Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies. You're listening to The Jam Price Show, and today my guest is documentary director Willa Kammerer. Is that, have I said that right, Willa? Yes, perfect. Okay, Thank great. You. <laughs> You're welcome. And we're going to discuss her brand new documentary called Starting at Zero. Welcome to the show, Willa. Thanks so much for having me, Jan. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, it's a pleasure having you on the show. This is a really, um, when I saw this documentary, when your publicist reached out to me about this documentary, it was something that really just uh, touched me uh, that I thought, well, this is something we really need to get the word out there about this, about early education. So uh, what, just so our listeners know what Starting at Zero is all about, why don't you give us a synopsis of, about this documentary? Sure. So Starting at Zero, Reimagining Education in America, you know, looks at the issue of early childhood education in the United States specifically and why we really need to take it seriously as a country if we're going to be successful in the future, you know, both on an individual level for families and also, you know, more broadly for society. Um, so that's really you know, the focus of the film. And we uh, there's a focus really on policy as well. We created the film first and foremost to be a tool for policymakers and educators to really help move the field and the work forward. So it's a little bit different in that way that first and foremost, you know, it's a tool rather than just a pretty film. <laughs> yes, but it is beautifully done. I have to say. Thank you. I mean, Thank yeah, you. you're welcome. Having said that, I mean, there, you know, the, the shots of the various cities that uh, you went to were, were just really wonderful. And it made me want to move to Alabama after I saw this movie. Um, I, I, let's talk about Alabama because obviously the film focuses uh, largely on Alabama and, and a lot of the southern states. I found that interesting that um, they were more or less taking the lead on how important early education is and um, and how they have become the the role model for reimagining education in America. Uh, and I thought that they have just done a phenomenal job. And I, but I, let's talk a little bit about their program, how they are doing it and, um, and, and why did they decide to invest so, you know, t- time and energy and resources to early education. Sure. So, you know, Alabama is really where this whole story started and the whole inspiration for the project. Um, You know, we aren't from the South. And so traveling to Alabama, it was kind of a whole new world for us. And it was a real surprise when we first learned that Alabama had built the consistently number one nationally ranked pre-K program um, by um, National uh, Institute for early education near, I believe that I got the, <laughs> that correct. <laughs> um, so, you know, how has this state that frankly isn't ranked very high for many indicators, except for maybe college football, <laughs> traditionally, mm-hmm. you know, how did they achieve this? So we were curious about that. And that's what inspired our first inquiry into the program. Um, and, and that led us to other states in the South as well. And what we discovered is that Alabama and a lot of other Southern states really have decided to prioritize early childhood education because they see it as a really important link to the future for their economy and building a successful workforce for the future. 
Um, and also the South historically is very family oriented. And so culturally, this idea of taking care of their children makes a lot of sense to them and is a, is a pretty easy sell. Um, there's a lot of engagement with the business community and having that buy-in and collaboration and uh, the development of public-private partnerships uh, has been a real part of the success as well. And that's what's so interesting. So who who was the originator of of developing this program for early childhood education in Alabama? Because I like you just stated, I felt the same way. Alabama, it's not well, you know, right, right, well known other than you write football. Um, so I was, it was very surprising um, to me that, that Alabama's number one uh, in the country, and that they are using. Uh, their program as the uh, building blocks. Other states are looking at it to do the same thing in their states. But how did this come about? Because it really is a very comprehensive program. Definitely. It started as a pilot program in the year 2000 with just eight classrooms. And then it scaled very incrementally from there based on what they were learning, the results that they were seeing, modifying along the way and getting increased funding for the program. Um, But one thing that sets Alabama apart also, and I think there are just a couple of other states where this is the case, but they actually have a a separate department of early childhood education, which is not housed within the same department as K-12. Most states have all of their early childhood under the same big Department of Education. And so the Secretary of Early Education, uh, Gina Ross, is featured in our film, and she recently retired, but um, is actually reports directly to the governor, is is on the governor's cabinet. So this really elevates early childhood education and gives the governor and the Secretary of Early Education the governor's ear to really be able to prioritize moving this forward. So that's you know, one thing that distinguishes Alabama and we would advocate, you know, is a, is a great asset of the program and should be considered by other states to have an actual separate department and secretary for early education because it really is quite different from K-12 education. Um, and so the program grew slowly and that's another aspect of its su- success is that they've been very committed to scaling in a way that they can maintain the quality of the program rather than just trying to get the maximum coverage. And so uh, they have a lot of checks and balances built into the system, like monitors and coaches that can help ensure the, the consistency and the consistent high quality of the program across the state. And I thought what was really, oh, there were many things, there were many things, but one of the things was that the uh, salaries for the teachers of this program uh, are paid the same as teachers from K through 12, you know, so that would be because they, that meant that they were attracting better teachers to this program that, right. that and, you know, yeah. which is very important. And not losing them either, you know, because right. uh, I think the experience has been in a lot of early education settings that teachers, this is the work that they want to do. They love this age group, but they just, 
you know, the majority of early educators in this country are living at or below poverty level. And, you know, it's a really, I can't remember the exact statistic, but it's a really shockingly high percentage who are on public assistance, like food stamps themselves. So it's really (laughs) something that we need to address as a country and something that Alabama, you know, has decided is a real priority is that pay parity. It should be. I mean, our education, unfortunately, it seems like it takes, you know, a back seat to all of these other, you know, national programs and issues and things that we should be taking some of the money that we put into some other because we, we certainly waste a lot of money in this country, uh, I hate to say, on a lot of things that are not as important to the American people. But our education is something that we don't seem to be investing in as much as we should. And um, because of that, we are going to be behind uh, many other countries as we move forward. Uh, my mother, years and years ago, and she's no longer with us, but she talked years ago about the dumbing down of America. Mm-hmm. And I think she was just way she was way ahead of herself anyhow in many many things. She was a a, a, a progressive thinker, and um and and this is the truth. And that's why it was again to go back because I'm sure I'm everywhere we have underserved communities which we're hearing more and more about uh, on a daily basis, and how important it is that we you know make sure that the it's education is what's going to take everyone out of poverty. Right. You know? Right. And that's why it's important. And when they're when children are young, that's when they're absorbing absolutely everything. They're learning everything. So why not start teaching them some of these skill sets? What I loved was the uh, you know, it's not just about expanding their minds, which it is. And it's about play that, you know, helps expand their minds, but also learning how to interact and problem solve with other children. I think that's really important, you know, because when you don't have that skill set, you can't really function that well in the workplace, ultimately. Exactly. You can't really learn that in a book, you know, quite as well later. The idea is that if you lay that strong foundation for just learning, you know, the basics of how to get along and how to share and how to problem solve and how to wait your turn and how to play together, then that just lays the foundation for all of the more academic learning to follow. And and also, you know, really critical workplace skills, collaboration, and all of that. And and as we look, we don't know what the jobs are going to be in the future, but we do know that those skills, the ability to communicate, collaborate, get along, think outside the box and problem solve, those are all really critical skills for the future. So early childhood education really lays that groundwork. It truly does. What I also found really, I mean, you you interviewed, you know, policymakers, educators, academics, business leaders, pediatricians, parents, and of course the children, which was adorable. But I I thought it was really interesting how the state is reinvest, you know, taking the funds and reinvesting in this program because they see how important it is. And that was—that says a whole lot about the state of Alabama. As I said, after watching this movie, I went, "Gosh, if I had a young child, I would consider moving to Alabama because right, their program right. is so good." Go and they have a lot of demand for it. You know, they have a waiting list, and they again, they've had this commitment to just scale in a way that they can maintain that quality. So there's not full coverage yet, but that's definitely the direction that they're headed. And um, as you mentioned before, it's also become a model that 
other states are looking to, like Alabama, the Secretary of Early Education traveled to Alabama to help speak with legislators there and help them get a pilot program going. So, um, you know, there's a great amount of potential for states to learn from each other and not reinvent the wheel as they're developing programs. Exactly, exactly. So when you, so what, how did you get attracted to this project and what did you hope this movie, this documentary would do? Sure. So, you know, like so many things in life, uh, it's a evolving course and we definitely, I definitely didn't set out to make a, you know, feature doc link documentary, but, um, this uh, this evolved out of work that I was doing with Harvard Graduate School of Education, um, the foundation, uh, who's my partner on this project, and you know, who whose original vision this was. Um, they funded a very large scale early childhood initiative at Harvard Graduate School of Education, the Saul's Ants Early Learning Initiative, and. Through that work, I, we did a launch video for that initiative. And through that work, we interviewed the foundation board members and they had learned about this program in Alabama. And I got a call out of the blue one day. I just learned about this program in Alabama. I think it's a great story. And, you know, what do you think about making a film about it? And, you know, I said, why not? But, you know, the, the original video that we in, initially imagined was really you know, a very pragmatic, maybe 20 minute how to guide for the nuts and bolts of how they built the program. And as you've seen, that is a component of the film, but it also, we realized that there was kind of a broader story to it as well, that we needed to expand the lens beyond Alabama um, and really tell a more national story because this is a really national issue. It um, is. So <laughs> that, that was about uh, three and a half years ago that uh, that first work began. And we our first interviews were in, in Alabama were in uh, late uh, 2017. So it's definitely a, a journey that led us around the country and with many trips to Alabama. But, um, you know, we're happy with where we landed with the final cut. And there's been quite a lot of percolation of interest from around the country from programs on the ground, from policymakers. Um, so that's been really gratifying that, you know, the reasons why we created the film in the first place, um, it seems like it's it's having that kind of impact. That's wonderful. So where can people see this film starting at zero? So it's being screened through virtual cinema right now. So if folks visit the website starting at zerofilm.com um, slash events, there's links to theaters around the country, including California, um, that are would normally be screening the film in person, but because of the pandemic, are have moved everything virtually. And so, um, no matter where anyone is in the country, one person, someone in Rhode Island, could watch through a theater in California. Um, so it can be streamed that way. And we are also the film will also be part of a few upcoming film festivals. Um, the Awareness Festival, the Social Change Film Festival, Change Fest, um, as well as La Femme International Film Festival. So we're excited about that as well. 
Wonderful. So it will be getting a, a larger audience. So this is a movie that really, um, you don't have to be an educator to, um, to, to watch anybody. I mean, if you're a grandparent, um, a, a parent, uh, an educator, a policymaker, um, you know, business leader, because the business community has gotten very involved with this too. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and how they have, uh, why it's important to them and why they decided to get involved? Yeah, businesses, there's a real impact on the workforce through early education, both the workforce of today, because, you know, parents, obviously things are a little bit different right now. But in normal times, when parents need to go to work and leave the house and go to their place of work, what happens to children and um, childcare in the U.S. is in- inconsistent in quality across the board and also can be very, very expensive and a primary place where families have to invest a lot of money. And again, for not necessarily a guarantee of high quality. And so business leaders have seen that this is an important issue for their workers, for them to be able to have a safe and educational environment for their children while their workers come to work. Um, And then they also are looking, some industries are by nature, you know, much more forward looking than others, but are looking down the pipeline and, and seeing, you know, we actually have a line by the Secretary of Commerce in Alabama, Greg Canfield, saying, um, you know, that they see a developing workforce shortage as they move through time because of lack of basic education and training and folks having their required skill sets. And so early education is they see early education as a way to help ensure that they have a, a trained workforce for the future because the statistics are pretty compelling around children who have had high quality early childhood education are much more likely to be reading by third grade, much more likely to stay out of trouble, not get into drugs, to not to get married, to buy a house, to buy a car, to have a family and um, not go to prison and kind of all of these indicators of stable society and so they they really see have have gotten on board with the importance of investing and then the other part of this is you know we really believe and, and see that without real investment and funds to make this happen on a state level and a national level high quality early childhood education is just not going to be possible the the funding is the real critical piece and so public private partnerships and engagement of the, the business community alongside the philanthropic community is really really important extremely extremely important what was you said this program started in around 2000 so you were able to follow i know you talked to one young woman but they've been able to follow and track these students and see how you know having gone through uh you know kindergarten through graduating from high school and now entering college uh, or uh, a two-year college or a four-year college what has been and when when they followed this what have they discovered well they've 
discovered that, you know, the indicators of what they'd hoped for are really coming to fruition. Um, the program in Alabama works closely with researchers at, you know, various universities in Alabama who have been tracking the program. And there was actually, um, there was a study that just came out in the past month or so um, about the long-term success of the, you know, students who have gone through the program. So, you know, they're graduating from college or they're engaging in, you know, careers and they're, you know, kind of what you would hope for in terms of the outcomes through the program. What I, I've always said too, uh, for many, you know, many, many years that, you know, not everybody needs to go to college. It's, yes, it's important, but it's also right. with the, that they can learn a skill set, which we need. We need plumbers. We need electricians. We need auto, the auto workers. We need people who can, um, do those jobs. You know, uh, I think they're, I mean, they can make lots more money. <laughs> Right. So it's kind of a sure bet, right? <laughs> yeah, it is because it is. I mean, we all need to have our car repaired. We all need to have plumbers. And um, so very important. And and, um, and and to be able to, and, and many people can start their own businesses, you know, taking a, a passion uh, that they love and start a business from, from that too. So uh, again, learning early on a good skill set can help them, you know, when they decide to go into a business or go into the workforce later on, uh, which is, again, very, very important. To talk a little bit about the Saul Zeitz, is that how you say it? Saul Zant. So, Zant's um, Charitable yeah. Foundation. Talk a little bit yeah. about um, him and who he was and how this, uh, you know, foundation got started. Sure. So Saul Zantz was a renowned filmmaker and really media entrepreneur. Um, he was the winner of you know, three best pictures, um, including uh, one Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and Amadeus and the English Patient, you know, which I think are some film films we have all heard of and watched and, you know, some of my favorites. highly. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. Yes. So, um, and he, he also um, ran, grew and ran um, a, a very large jazz label as well. And so he was a real entrepreneur and he uh, is no longer with us, but he was really, really dedicated to issues of social justice and poverty. And after, as the foundation was clarifying where they should focus, uh, the minority poverty and, and poverty in general was just a real area that they decided was important. And they researched different avenues to make an impact. And through that research, decided that early childhood education had the potential for the most impact. So that's really, you know, they make a number of investments, but that's uh, through that a through line that unites them all. Um, and so I think one of the really meaningful, personally meaningful things for me about this project and collaboration is just, you know, the really close way we've been able to work together throughout the production, um, as well as the foundation's really just completely wholehearted dedication to this issue and to making a true impact. Um, they have had, you know, there's no interest in making any revenue from the film. The whole goal is just to get it in front of of audiences and really try to have it make an impact in terms of moving this forward in the U.S. and ultimately putting a dent in in poverty, as they like to say. So it's been really inspiring to be part of that. Yes, and and, and it's full circle, you know, too. Right, for, exactly. Yeah, I think yeah. I know it's such a wonderful story, you know, and <laughs> we hope we hope. We're, we try to make Saul proud. We, we hope. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how wonderful! I mean, truly, truly wonderful. And this organization and and what you're what you're doing and and it's just 
it's, it's as I said, it's a, it's extremely important and extremely important to get the message out there. So more people will maybe petition uh, their states to do something similar, to look at this program and, you know, push for more of this kind of uh, these kinds of programs in, in other states. So, well, it's it's a pleasure having you on the show. I wish you much success with the film. And as you said, you can see it just about everywhere right now. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Uh, I highly recommend everyone, uh, no matter whether you're in education or not, a grandparent, parent, but um, certainly look for this documentary starting at zero. Thank you so much, Willa, for being on the show. Thanks so much, Jan. Pleasure. You're welcome. <laughs> you too. You can listen to The Jam Price Show whenever and wherever at thejampriceshow.com or on the iHeart Podcast Network, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, anywhere where you listen to your favorite podcast. And please go to our Facebook page, The Jam Price Show on Facebook and like us. And you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Jam Price Show. Thank you all for listening. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies.